Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It's me, Jason McIntyre, here on The Herd, filling in for Colin. Fear not, ladies and gentlemen. Colin Coward expected back tomorrow from a vacation. So Alex Curry and I will just enthrall you for the next three hours. And I know everybody's waiting for Colin to get back from his vacation. (laughs) When can he get back? It's looked beautiful out on a boat, kayaking, just just living the life as he should before the start of a crazy season. Yeah, uh, let's just say I don't think it's his final vacation of the summer. No. Uh, But Alex, do you post all the updates on vacation kind of person on social media? Or are you a little more shameless? I am shameless with my content posting. I always like, I put out a disclaimer like, I'm sorry, I am about to blast you with all of my vacation. My husband gives me like, you get like one crazy thing a day and then let's be done. And I'm learning to be more in the moment, which is fun. In the moment. Very present. Yes, that's the theme, uh, obviously. Uh, We got a spirited show today. A lot of fun stories. I do want to start with a positive, I think, in Justin Herbert. The big news yesterday, the young strapping quarterback of the LA Chargers inks a massive contract. Look at this. Five years, $262.5 million. It looks like he got $133 million guaranteed. Justin Herbert, the big 6'5", rangy quarterback, career playoff win total of zero, uh, but the Chargers had to do it. And this is an exciting moment for San San Diego, L.A. Chargers fans. L.A. Chargers fans are so stoked right now. We got Justin Herbert. We got him locked up. He's not going anywhere. We got our next franchise quarterback. By the way, we had a spirited discussion uh, this morning in the in the staff meeting. Is Herbert already the best quarterback in franchise history? I'm the lone guy saying, oh, trust me, he's going to be better than Fouts. I think he's going to be better than Rivers. They put up big numbers, but I'm just 
Justin Herbert, everything we've seen in three years is very exciting. So, Jay, what's the problem here? Well, you know, guys, uh, I have this situation where um, I, I think I have kind of weak teeth or I have a sweet tooth, but I brush a lot. I floss as good as I can. And every time I go to the dentist, they find cavities. And it's disappointing. I got to come home, face my kids and be like, guys, another cavity. And they're like, pay up, dad, you know, and they're kind of embarrassed for me. But I blame it on external forces. You know, I just can't resist the sweets. I, I kind of have a sweet tooth. Um, and maybe I have weak teeth. I can't really handle ice cream that well. I'm doing everything right, and it's just still not working. And I feel like that sums up the Justin Herbert Chargers experience right now. Man, since they drafted him in 2020, they've done everything right. You know that playbook that says, draft the quarterback high, build the offensive line, check. They drafted two offensive linemen in the first round right after Justin Herbert the next two years. Okay, then they're like, hey, you got to add defenders, add skill position players. They've done all of this. J.C. Jackson comes in. He was unbelievable with the Patriots. They signed J.C. Jackson. They trade for Khalil Mack. They've done everything right. And they're still the Chargers. Unable to get the victories, unable to stay healthy. They seem like a cursed team. Uh, we're talking about a Chargers team that went to the playoffs last year, grabbed a 27-7 lead and promptly blew it and lost to the Jags. So what do they do in the offseason? Well, they dump their OC and they get a new defensive coordinator as well. Like, the Chargers can't get anything right. They got Herbert right, but is this going to fix their problems? I do have a couple buddies who are hardcore Chargers fans. I mean, they follow them up from San Diego up here to LA. They go to the games. They're feeling excited. You look at that roster, and I'm just, I'm, the case is there. They have one of the best rosters in the NFL. Colin has mentioned this many times. Position group by position group, they're loaded. So, folks, why have the Chargers the last two years been dead last in yards per carry defensively? They've tried to do everything to fix the middle. Rotating dudes in. Never can stop. They can't stop a nosebleed. The, the run game just, it's, they can't do it. And when you can't stop anybody and you put all the pressure on Justin Herbert, well, Jay, we're paying Justin Herbert. Why isn't he delivering? And this gets to the root of the problem. The offensive coordinator they had, Mr. Lombardi, last year came from New Orleans where he was with Drew Brees. And Lombardi had an aging quarterback in Brees. His arm was kind of shot. So they structured everything. Where, hey, we're going to do short passes, everything within 5, 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, nothing downfield, quick two-step drops, and we're going to unload it. And it worked. And Drew Brees was phenomenal. It was in the playoffs every year. They were contenders in the NFC. But Lombardi tried to bring that to the Chargers, and it was a colossal failure. You've got a superstar quarterback who is the prototypical 2023 quarterback. Strapping 6'5 guy, cannon for an arm. Oh, yeah, he can run better than Fouts and better than Rivers for sure. Like, there's nothing Justin Herbert cannot do. And the Chargers had him throwing the checkdowns. Justin Herbert led the NFL last year in passes to running backs. That should not happen. Now, part of that was because everybody was hurt because that's always the case with the Chargers. Bosa missed at least seven games. Uh, you had injuries to the offensive line. Their star offensive lineman missed seven games. You had Keenan Allen going down. Nobody can stay healthy. Every year it's something. The Chargers are doing everything right and nothing works out. The biggest piece of optimism for the Chargers heading into the season is Kellen Moore. And the only reason that's dampened, and Moore, of course, was a great, great uh, offensive coordinator with Dallas. The Cowboys will miss him greatly. But the only reason I'm not excited is because... Brandon Staley, the head coach, is on the hot seat, okay? This would be, if Staley gets fired, they miss the playoffs, this would be Justin Herbert's third coach in the NFL.
already. The Chargers continue to do everything right, and they can't get out of their own way. And oh, by the way, did I mention they play in the same division as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid? And there's a new coach in the division named Sean Payton who's had a little bit of success in the NFL. And Russell Wilson is not going to be as bad as he was last year. Frankly, the Chargers are lucky. They're lucky that the Raiders are the dumpster fire that they are. That should be two automatic wins, two layups against Josh McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo. But I'm gonna, I want to sum up my, my issue with the Chargers and Justin Herbert's numbers against the Chiefs. He has been incredible in six games against the Chiefs. The numbers are staggering. 67% completions, 1,700 yards, 15 touchdowns and four picks. Justin Herbert rises to the occasion. Yet they're only two and four against the Chiefs because the defense stinks. And Brandon Saley, the head coach, is a defensive guy. So Chargers fans, cautious optimism surrounding the Justin Herbert contract and his future with the Chargers. Now I want to pivot to a positive story. Apologies, Chargers fans. Centering around Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. This story kind of surprised me this morning. When I saw Justin Fields was asked to be on the Netflix documentary, the smash hit quarterback. Patrick Mahomes was on it last year. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the league. Kirk Cousins was on it and became kind of a likable hero. He was kind of one of these dull, boring quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, on the Netflix documentary, a lot of people warmed up to him off the field. Seems like a nice guy. Like, if you were your neighbor, you would like Kirk Cousins. And then you had Marcus Mariota, who's kind of the aging guy. Um, Got benched in Atlanta. Didn't go great. But you needed kind of, you know, uh, the high quarterback in Mahomes, the middle guy in Cousins, and kind of the bottom guy in Mariota. And Mariota did not come off looking poor. He just wasn't great. It wasn't a great season. So they ask Fields to come on the show, and Fields says no, which kind of surprised me. Now, I do want to rewind real quick to what Colin Cowherd had said last week when he was blasting Justin Fields. Here's Cowherd last week on Justin Fields. I don't think he's one of the top five running quarterbacks. He'd get banged up, can't win games. It's not the end of the world. By the way, who would I put in that list? Russell Wilson? You know, Super Bowl winner? (laughs) I'm sorry. The list of five best running quarterbacks, if you're a great running quarterback, you win games. I've always been 60-40 on Justin Fields is going to succeed. I'm coming back 5%, J-Mac. I'm 55-45. He's going to succeed. I'm pulling back 5%. Lack a little self-awareness. Right now, Justin Fields a bust. He's 5-20. 10-game losing streak. Passer rating in the 70s. That's harsh. You guys remember that. I had to come on staunchly. Defend Justin Fields. Uh, I know Colin loves a good quarterback record. Sneakily, don't tell him. But my goal this fall is to get him not to think about quarterback records. By the way, Justin Herbert's quarterback record, 25 and 24. He's a 500 quarterback. Yet we love him, and he got all the money. I digress. Back to Fields. Yes, 5 and 20 record. Yes, they were 3 and 14 last year. Total disaster. But I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Sometimes you need to look at it with with a positive lens. Do I need to tell you the Bears were 1-7 and seven in close games last year? We know historically that tends to flip. Maybe the defense actually shows up. By the way, they gutted the defense last year, right? Traded Roquan Smith, dumped Robert Quinn. Those are two of your best defenders. Dump them, and then they couldn't stop anybody the second half of the season. 
Okay? The Bears' defense was bad last year, but it was a transition year. And that's why Colin bagging on fields felt a little harsh to me. I'm like, can we give this guy a chance? Now, I did. I was here on the set one day when a former position coach in the NFL came by. I happen to know this guy from uh, many, many years ago, and he was in the, the, the room with Justin Fields when he was a rookie. And he told Colin and I straight up, like, man, Justin Fields would walk in like one minute before the meeting started, and he would kind of slouch in his seat, and he didn't want to be there, and he was pouting and moody. It, it wasn't a good vibe for a young quarterback. And, a, and this coach told me he challenged Fields straight up like, bro, this, this doesn't work. You want to be a quarterback in this league? This isn't going to work. And again, it's tough to say whether or not we've seen growth from Fields, but I want to play you his answer about why he did not elect to be part of the Netflix series quarterback. Listen to Justin Fields. Rather keep everything the way it is around here. I think, you know, just having cameras around the building, I think that might change the vibe of, um, you know, everyone and just, just want to keep it, you know, uh, natural, organic, and really just focus on what's going on in the building. I think a lot of people realize, like, how much work uh, goes into being a quarterback, especially on the mental side of things. So, um, you know, just how much we have to prepare and know, kind of know everybody's job. <laughs> Smell that? Smells like maturity to me. I don't know. Justin Fields sounds very mature. I know we're bagging on him. Well, not me. Uh, Other people. Uh, Colin. For that interview he gave to the podcast where he said he was one of the five best running quarterbacks. I I get that. I totally understand that. It's a podcast. Come on. The vibes are different. In front of the media, Justin Fields sounds very mature there. Now, I do wonder secretly if he thought, geez, if they're looking for a great and a middle and a bad quarterback, am I the middle or am I the bad? Because this is kind of a make-or-break year for Fields, right? Iberflus, the new coach, they gutted everything last year. Now they're running it back with the same offensive coordinator, the same quarterback, head coach. We're going to find out if Justin Fields is a guy. And, oh, by the way, really strong college football quarterback class coming into the draft. Could be three, four first-round picks, maybe five, depending on how some of these guys pan out. And the Bears could say, listen, Fields, can't win games, can't deliver. We want to pivot to another guy. That could very well happen. I'm going to say no. And I do believe the Chicago Bears will be in the mix for a wild card spot this season. This team, the arrow is pointing up. I'm just going to point out a couple numbers. Uh, the gamblers who, who enjoy watching the show, you know uh, Jordan Love against Justin Fields in the opener. Justin Fields favored in that game, by the way. Also, Justin Fields favored in week two as well against lowly Tampa Bay. There's a chance Bears start 2-0. And uh, we start talking about Chicago Bears, potentially a playoff team. I'll say this. The schedule is a lot easier. Last year, one of my buddies found this incredible stat. So last year, 12 of the Bears' opponents exceeded their Vegas win total. 12. Now they play a last-place schedule. One of the best in the league. And Justin Fields is going to love this. As a running quarterback outdoors, three dome teams come to Chicago in December. You know when it's really cold and Chicago has an edge? I'm a believer in Eberflus. I like what he did in Indy. I didn't love the offseason defensively, but they have, like the Chargers, done everything in their power to help their young quarterback. Let's go grab DJ Moore via trade. Let's stockpile draft picks. Let's go fortify the offensive line. They got Chase Claypool at the deadline. That didn't pan out yet, but we'll see how it works this year. I do believe this is a Chicago team. Won three games last year, yet their Vegas win totals up to seven and a half this year. Hmm. Think the guys in the desert know something that this could be maybe a seven and ten, eight and nine team? I I don't think nine and eight is that much of a reach. 
I'm a believer in Justin Fields. I'm not saying he's a franchise quarterback for sure, but I'm definitely thinking this is a year where he looks looks the part as a passer in addition to being one of the great running quarterbacks of all time. Yes, Colin, of all time. I'm sure Alex Curry agrees with me on Justin Fields. Come on. What's not to love about this guy? I'll take the – I'll agree with your take that it was mature of him to realize it probably wasn't the best call for him to be on the Netflix quarterback show. But as you mentioned before, you said you were talking to a coach, talking about kind of his work ethic where he Mm -hmm. would come in and maybe not be as enthused last minute into meetings. That's also a side you might not want to be exposed if you have a different way of going into preparing for games. Like – it's, it takes a lot. It, it takes a certain human to be able to kind of pull back the curtain and be exposed with, for all of your great yeah. and all of your maybe things people don't agree with. You're a little high on Justin Fields. Yeah, probably a you're, little you're, you're, you're a little high on Justin well, I, Fields. I think I'm trying you're to make to up. That. I think I'm trying to make up for uh, some of the comments I made about Chicago earlier this year. Trying to earn back the Chicago fans. Uh, people, let's just say Chicago denizens were not happy with me. Uh, uh, but coming up here on the herd today, we got a lot to talk about. Brock Purdy cleared to practice in San Fran. What does the future hold for Trey Lance? Also, Hall of Famer. Yeah, Hall of Famer T-Mac. Tracy McGrady, one of my favorite players in the league about 15 years ago. He joins the show in 15 minutes. Don't go anywhere. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. 
Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Good news, San Francisco 49ers. Huge, huge news. Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant, has been cleared to practice. According to the 49ers, he is good to go, ready to return. He had that gruesome elbow injury in the NFC Championship game against the Eagles. By the way, P.S., if you remember that game, I I picked the Eagles. Um, I thought the 49ers had a good chance. I would have loved to have seen that game with a healthy Brock Purdy. I think he went down on like the second series. Um, and with him as a starter, games he completed, they were 7-0. and Yeah, 7-0, and the dead last pick in the draft, seventh rounder. Um, he did much better than a gentleman named Trey Lance, who was supposed to be the guy who had next in San Francisco. The 49ers famously moved up to draft Trey Lance, uh, he was the kid out of North Dakota State who had kind of a limited college experience and that he started one year and was lights out and then kind of COVID disrupted it. And he just didn't have a lot of starts. So there was a lot of questions as to, oh, what kind of quarterback is he going to be? Well, Kyle Shanahan, the quarterback guru, whisperer, whatever you want to call him, if he's trading up for Trey Lance, well, wow, Trey Lance must be the guy. Now there was, if you want to go back, some dissension in the ranks. Apparently, somebody liked Mac Jones. Everybody thought that was Shanahan. Ultimately, they go with Trey Lance. And uh, listen, you don't want to bury a guy like Lance who's barely had a chance. But he plays very sparingly as a rookie. Didn't look totally ready. They put him in on some gadget plays, some runs um, near the goal line. He showed limited ability, not much. Then he gets a chance to start last year. And his opener is a monsoon against the Bears. He looked kind of lost, like he'd never played in rainy weather. And it was a disaster, and they lost the game. And then he started two more games. I think he shredded Houston. Ooh, <laughs> killed Houston. Wow, way to go. Uh, and then ended up breaking his ankle in a, in a really nasty injury in only his fourth start. So I think we have his career stats on the screen. Trey Lance's career stats. Not great. Now, he hasn't really had a chance. It's weird It's weird because Jordan Love has sat for three years. He's taken 83 passes, and there's, like, massive optimism about Jordan Love and Green Bay. But here's Trey Lance, who has – I mean, this is very limited. We're talking – he hasn't even had, a cha- like, half a season or anything. But the problem is Brock Purdy has v- v- zoomed past him in San Francisco. And this is where it gets dicey. Lance had a, had a bad injury. Coming back from that probably will not be easy. So the 49ers went out, and they picked up Sam Darnold. And that was a big flashing red sign, like, "Uh uh-oh, what's going on with Trey Lance? And Albert Breer and many other reporters said that the Niners tried to move Lance in the offseason. And one would think that there was a robust market for a young, um, agile, um, dual-threat quarterback like Trey Lance. And, oh, by the way, there were some offensive coaches from San Francisco who had moved on to other places in the league. And you think, oh, well, they got to see Trey Lance in San Fran, and now they're in Miami, Houston, wherever. Surely they would take a chance on Lance, no? Uh, Buy low? Hey, we'll throw you a six-round pick. Give us Trey Lance. We can can rehabilitate him. We'll take a chance. 
crickets. That's another sign that maybe guys who have seen him been up close were not that enamored with Trey Lance's abilities. And so now you got a quarterback controversy, if you can call it that. I mean, Brock Purdy's set as the number one guy. They love him. He was 7-0 last year. Uh, humble, can make all the throws, appears to be loved by teammates. Like, Brock Purdy is the guy. But what do you do at backup? What if Trey Lance isn't the backup quarterback and they trust veteran Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold's been around the block. He was with my Jets. Um, let's just say it was not a great tenure, but he didn't have a lot to work with uh, coaching staff-wise. So then he was in Carolina, and he had a couple moments. Nothing spectacular. However, coaches all think, oh, we can rehabilitate this guy. I can fix it. And you just start, you kind of start wondering, like, hmm, does Shanahan think he can rehabilitate Sam Darnold? And now Sam Darnold is his pet project and not Trey Lance. And you've got to start to wonder, are they going to showcase Lance in the preseason in hopes of moving him quickly? Folks, listen, <laughs> when the writing's on the wall, it should be obvious to everybody. Brock Purdy's back. He's the guy, no questions asked. Who's the backup? And it starts to get a little dicey for Trey Lance in San Francisco. Let's go to Alex Curry with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Well, let's stay in the NFL where Jerry Jones and the Cowboys have kicked off training camp following last season's disappointing playoff exit. Now, Dallas will hope to reach an agreement with all pro guard Zach Martin, who is holding out for a new contract. But despite the drama, Jerry Jones has one goal in mind for this season, saying we came to camp with the idea in mind that if we can have the kind of camp that we want to have, that we've got a team that can compete for the top spot. Now, when I look at where we're at with Dak and when I think about where we're at with Smith, when I see what I've experienced on players that have played great for the Cowboys that aren't here today, we need to get it done while we got them. That causes you to really pop up in the morning and be ready to gnaw a leg off of them. So I'll be very urgent. Um, Cowboys got a lot of work to do. Okay, <laughs> First of all, we've talked about it a lot. This is kind of a make-or-break season for Dak, who coming out had a season with 15 interceptions last year with an injury in there. Now, J-Mac, I'm sure you're aware of these numbers, that the Cowboys have only won four playoff games in the last 23 years. That's all? Uh-huh. Four oh, playoffs. Geez. Four playoff games. Mark Sanchez also, has that many. The last time the Cowboys made a Super Bowl appearance, do you know when that was? 95? 1995, yeah. almost 30 years ago. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> is it? This is. I feel like this is the question every season. Do you think that the Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders? I mean, listen, I, the NFC's weak. You know, if there's an injury to Jalen Hurts, it's like, whoa, Cowboys can win the division. Uh, and the 49ers have the Brock Purdy question at quarterback, having seven starts and we're crowning him. I'm not a huge believer in Dallas, but Alex, yeah, like, I'm... Chance to get to the Super Bowl? I would say there's probably like a 15, 20% chance. I don't want to call it delusional, but I feel like every season, everyone has high hopes for the Cowboys to make a run and there's some sort of weird situation or mm. just dramatic loss towards the end of the season that cuts short. So Four, so, play, four playoff wins in 23 so, years. Alex, rank four these wins. quarterbacks in the NFC. Okay. Um, Hertz, Goff, Hertz. Dak... Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. Oof, hurts. Say them all again. Carr, Cousins, 
stack. Goff is bit. You said Goff too, Goff too there, right? Yeah. Goff's been to a Super Bowl. He has. He has. Cousins works really hard. We've seen that mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, see, I, right now maybe Dak and Card like. I didn't even say the Stafford. Sta- I mean Stafford's coming it off depend- the big injury. It depends. Yeah, where he's at after the injury because he also just won a Super Bowl two seasons ago. Yeah, so if you've got the fourth best quarterback in the NFC, you've got a shot. It's in play. I just. I, I wouldn't. It's not something I would bet on. Yeah. Okay. Well, sticking in the NFC, the 49ers got great news on the quarterback situation with Brock Purdy cleared to practice. But the bad news, Nick Bosa is expected to skip training camp until he receives a new contract. Now, Bosa is currently under his fifth-year option and coming off a career year leading the NFL with 18 and a half sacks along with a Defensive Player of the Year award. So, not a great situation when you don't have your best defensive player and your best pass rusher that won't be at camp and you are a top tier defense arguably one of the best throughout the season now if they do end up figuring out you're still kind of losing precious time right here at the beginning of training camp however long he holds out till they can get this deal done to where you can really be refining things refining Mm. your defense do you think it's going to be this big of an impact i i think they'll be all right i mean they don't have they're not paying their quarterback Right? Yeah, so you got to so, pay him, right? Get yeah. it done. I mean, I—he's got to be top three highest paid at his position, right? He's definitely one of the best. He should be. I mean, whatever Watt gets, he should, should get. Should be, right? I, I don't. I mean, there Watt's getting twenty-eight. His brother's getting twenty-seven. I mean, I, you're taking him over Chubb, Mac, Crosby's really good. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you know Nick Bosa. Yeah, he's not. He's not. Know, not in the top get, seven get him that, right get him now. That money. I don't think it's a big issue, right? Uh-uh. Should, Every, everyone's getting paid this week. Yeah, he probably wants an extra week of vacation ahead of training camp, right? Okay, so you're th- you're you're thinking they'll get this done within this a week. This feels like much ado about nothing to me. Okay. A little bit. All right. Well, then let's move on to the NBA, where there have been lots of conversations regarding load management over the last couple of seasons. But don't count Jason Tatum among them after he played in 74 regular season games last season. He's the latest player to speak out against players taking time off, and here's what he had to say. I don't decide playing the hardest tonight I'm a chill I only get to go to Charlotte two times a year somebody paid their money to come watch me play like not trying to be arrogant like like it's a bunch of kids in there my shoes and my jersey and just because we playing Charlotte on NBA League Pass on a Monday and ain't nobody watching I I'm chilling tonight that's not what the, the, the great players the best players do two takeaways from this one, I love his attitude. Yeah. This is the attitude that every professional athlete should have. You're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game. And kids and families are spending their hard-earned money to come watch you play. So you figure out a way to be on the court as often as you can, unless you're injured. That's a different story. The second takeaway here, set a little jab at the Hornets. <laughs> Just... I mean, it's understandable. You know, they're, they're a bottom feeder. But listen, it does, this video is... You know I was born in New York, and I just it's ingrained that I don't like Boston teams. Mm-hmm. I love this dude, Tatum. You have to. Um, I hope he comes to the Lakers one day. Let me just uh, put That's, that out there. He loves Kobe. You know he like wears oh, yeah. Kobe jersey and oh, all yeah. this stuff. Um, he's Tatum's one of my favorite players in the league, and everything about him is well, awesome. When you hear when you hear the attitude and the mindset yeah. that he has, it's also like very much a Kobe mindset. As you mentioned, yeah. he's a big Kobe guy. It's like you leave everything out there on the court every single night no matter what. But to be clear, I am kind of pro load management because, you know, I, no disrespect to Charlotte, but who cares about a Charlotte game in February? It's all about be- May and June. <laughs> that playoffs matter. As you, They do matter, but 
then the league needs to figure something out to make it so these players and every single player is okay to play every single game. That's why you have a certain amount of games in a season, yeah. regardless of what sport it is. You so, need to figure it out, especially when you're the star player on the team. And as you mentioned, you're going to a place where you have kids who have been waiting maybe their whole life to see you play. This is the one opportunity they get to see you play. If you're injured, they know you're going to be on a list saying you're not playing tonight, then they don't go. But if you're just choosing not to play because of load management, you're crushing you're crushing some kids' yeah. dreams, and you were that kid one day. Well, I didn't go to a lot of NBA games growing up. Uh, we were in D.C., and the Bullets were awful. I only went to a handful of games, but they were the Bullets at the time. Mm-hmm. But I guess my argument would be like, the league needs to do something yeah, like you said, but so they can try to eliminate back-to-backs, which are not great. Yes. The, uh, all the science says avoid back-to-backs. And then the other thing is you want fewer games, but the owners aren't going to give up games because they're giving up gate and money and um, they're there not doing that. There needs to be something done. Do the players want to give up money in their contracts because they're playing fewer games? No, they're not going to do no, that. No, it'd probably be more of something along the lines of you have to play X amount of games to be qualified to get this award. Things like that, where there's different kind of incentives yeah, for they, the players. Like, I, you need to play... I think with, injury's yeah, not included. next year? Yeah, injury's not included. So, yeah, it's... It's what it's it's the next step to figure out how to control this whole load management situation. Yeah. Because it is. It's a lot of wear and tear with the travel, traveling like right after games. Yeah, you're on nice planes and stuff, but it's weird hours of the night. Your body does you think start about it, to break down. I understand. I've been on the you, team yeah. charters. I've traveled with different teams like throughout the years. The league needs to figure it out. Yeah. Okay? And it's you not need like to- you're traveling but and you're reporting, but these players they're performing at a high level and then yeah. they've got to face You're the media. Showing up to the hotel at 4 a.m. after a, a flight to get to the new city. Like, it, it's exhausting. Yeah. But figure out the schedule. Yeah. Figure I, out the I, schedule I, to I'm make sh- it work so players play when they're healthy every single game. There's probably people listening right now driving around. Oh, just play. How hard is it? You're flying first class. They just don't get it. Think about when you get off a, a flight. Mm-hmm. And then now think about if you're getting off a flight twice a week. Yeah. Oh, and I always. Said, I know you're staying in five star hotels. But never gonna be, t- never gonna playing, never gonna say I'm tired. Like I am not playing. I am just talking. Yeah. What do you do when you get off yeah. a long flight to Hawaii from LA? It's like five hours. Oh my gosh! First thing I want to do is just lie down and do nothing for hours on end on the beach. These guys have to like train and uh, practice and lead up to the game. And it, listen, I'm not defending the sitting out, but something should be done. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. Maybe you make the regional flights so it's a little easier than the cross country stuff. But um, maybe our next guest will have an answer. Alex. Mm, there you go. Yeah, Tracy McGrady, former NBA great, uh, joining the show next. Very excited. One of my favorite players when he was with the Orlando Magic. Thank you for the news, Alex Curry, and we can't wait for Tracy well, McGrady. that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Next on The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. 
Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1800 gamblernet In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips, I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly but still keep the ritual with flavors Dippers Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Back here on The Herd, Jason McIntyre in for Colin Cowherd, a special guest joining us right now. One of my favorite players when I was a young guy watching him dominate the league, Tracy McGrady, joining the show. T-Mac. Hopefully I can call you T-Mac. Uh, how you doing, man? You having a great offseason there? <laughs> doing well, brother. You're still young, man. What are you talking yeah, I'm about? I'm not that young, man. My jump shot's fading. But at any rate, I got to jump into some NBA news here. I know you're a busy guy. I got to start this, this Jalen... Brown contract in Boston, Tracy. Um, he's now the highest paid player in the league. And I know some people were like, hey, Mike Conley was once the highest paid player in the league. But, I mean, we're talking about now $69 million in the last year of his contract. Everybody in Boston is still a little shocked. He ain't even the best player on the team. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not upset that he's getting paid. But just where we're going with these NBA salaries for guys who are not even top 10, top 15 players, it just feels a little weird, no? I mean, that's the state of the NBA. Can't hate on it. That's just where we are. Um, 
he's well deserved of getting that contract based off of how he played over these last few years, how he played last year. Um, he's well deserved of that. So shout out to him, man, for for getting five years for three hundred and four million. But that's just the state of the NBA. It's top heavy right now. So if you one of those top tier players for your team, that's what you're going to get paid. Yeah, Jason Tatum uh, is, is his teammate, the better player, obviously. Uh, maybe he's in line for, uh, I don't know, $75 million a year coming up. Um, let's pivot quickly to Damian Lillard, who has made a trade request after spending his entire career in Portland. I guess my issue here is his agent is saying, hey, other teams don't. He, he wants to go to Miami. It just feels kind of weird. Um, that doesn't mean he's not going to report if he gets traded to Philly or he gets traded to the Clippers. But I don't know. Do you have an issue with this? I mean, you know, you played on several teams in your career. Do you have any issue with Dame saying Miami or nothing? No, because I, I think Dame has done his job of doing everything he possibly can to win a championship in, in Portland. He's given them everything. And I think Dame and his agent is just looking at it like they don't have too many great years left in that body. So he wants to win a championship and he wants to be, you know, a, a really huge part of why he wins a championship. Um, and that's with a particular team. And he sees that in Miami. I have no issue with that. I mean, the man has, has really done everything he possibly can. So to reward him and be rewarded is to go you know, with the team that he feels his best chance of winning a championship. I have no problem with yeah. this. I think the opposite would be, of course, the James Harden situation. I think he's made now three trade requests in something like 13 months. It's getting a bit obscene for Harden. Uh, you're laughing. He's a Houston guy. He's living it up. He's telling the Sixers, I, I don't want to be here. Trade me. I don't know. Do you feel the same way about Harden that you do about Dame? No, I do not. I, I and I've been on record saying this. I don't understand the trade requests out of Philly. Um, you, there's an MVP that you're playing with. They have a, a young talent in Tyrese Maxey who's going to be extremely uh, good this year. I just think that the, the, the talent that you have around you is best for you is structured to win a championship or at least compete for one. You know, you guys were one game away from getting to the Eastern Conference Finals last year to compete against Miami. I think Joel Embiid being that he was the MVP last year. I don't think Miami had any answer for him. And I think you guys could have went to the championship and competed for that last season. But game seven of, um, you know, that Boston Philly series, it was just brutal. But again, I don't know why you would leave that situation. And I've, I've said it's got to be something deeper than, you know, any of us know about. Because it's just, to me, it's the perfect fit. Yeah, Harden is one of these great one-on-one -on -one players, and you're obviously doing the four-part documentary series chronicling the inaugural season of the Ones Basketball League. Uh, it's on Showtime. T tell me a little about, about your one-on-one -on -one game growing up. I, I was never a great one-on-one -on -one guy. I'm a team player, Tracy. Uh, but I do love me some one-on-one, -on -one, like Chris Paul's a great one-on-one -on -one player. Kobe Bryant, obviously. I think Michael Jordan, the greatest ever uh, in one-on-one. -on -one. But um, I don't know. Talk about a little about the series. I think it's just really giving guys a platform. Um, everybody's not cut out to, to make it to the NBA. It's only 450 players that play in the NBA every year, but there's thousands and thousands of guys that leave college basketball and just looking for a platform to, to really showcase their ability. And then you have the guys that are streetball players that just play basketball, you know, just for the passion of it that are out here and not really have a platform to, 
you know, for you guys to know who they are. So I created this platform, as you see on the screen right here. Uh, you never heard of these guys, but they're guys with great ability, great one-on-one -on -one skills, and really a great competitive uh, spirit about them that I think you guys should know about. So that's why I created this platform to give them a great opportunity to showcase, you know, a uh, elite skill set that you guys should know about. It's interesting, Trady. I got to ask real quick. So we're seeing a lot of international players come into the league and they're more team oriented. And a lot of the American guys uh, coming up in college, they're more one-on-one. -on -one. What's the difference? Like, where's the league headed right now? Like, is there a market for some of these one-on-one -on -one guys from your league maybe making the jump to the NBA? Or will executives say, you know what, they're just too iso ball. We're now into the team passing era, the, the Steph Curry uh, pace and space kind of era. Well, the, the goal is, I mean, there's a lot of alternative leagues out here, whether you, you play overseas, uh, you have the G League. Um, there's there's alternative leagues, and I just and you have the big three as well. I just, you know, if there's an opportunity for any one of those guys to, to make it to the NBA out of my league, you know, I, I wish it. You know, I, I, I definitely uh, think there's a great opportunity for them. Uh, we had, what, four or five guys get G League invites from last season. We didn't didn't even advertise that. Um, just happened to have some league officials in the building for our championship game last season and saw some of the guys and wanted to invite them to a G League invite. So if there's an opportunity for guys to make it to the NBA out of my league, you know, I, I think they will be able to handle that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tracy McGrady. Uh, one of the great three-point shooters. Before three-point shooting was super popular. Congrats on the league, T-Mac. Appreciate it. Thank you. Boy, Tracy McGrady, you guys, I, I know um, everybody played video games as a kid, and um, I forget which one it was, but whatever the NBA one was, Tracy McGrady was so good on that game. I, I remember I had moved to New York uh, after college, you know, young guy, and I, my, my cousins were living in the area. We would just play, and I was Tracy McGrady in the Orlando Magic all the time. I love T-Mac so much. Uh, so happy for his success. Um, before we get to the end of the hour here, I... I, I <laughs> You know me. I'm a nice guy. I'm not out here lobbing grenades at people, but sometimes you got you got to call guys out. And um, Tiki Barber, it was a really good running back with the New York Giants. Man, he was he was dynamic. He was good. And um, I guess he's got a media career now, and he's making some things happen or trying to. And he went on a radio show this week, and he said Daniel Jones can be a top five quarterback. And in the staff meeting this morning, I was like, wait, wait, maybe he misspoke. Maybe like a top five quarterback in the state of New York, right? Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. I haven't seen who's the quarterback of the Syracuse Orangemen, but maybe somebody else ahead of Daniel Jones. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> NFC East. Is he a top five quarterback? I don't know. Cooper Rush? Who are you taking, Cooper Rush or Daniel Jones? I'm not even kidding. Cooper Rush at a, at a significant discount or Daniel Jones for $39 million. So... Again, I used to be in the media with uh, the website that I created. I used to work at a newspaper. I freelance for magazines. And I get it. It's tough to cut through sometimes. So Tiki Barber, a former giant, is out here trying to pump up his guy and get people excited that Daniel Jones could be a top five quarterback. Folks, he, he's not even a top five quarterback in the NFC. Like, it's not. He's not even sniffing top five quarterback in the NFC. I would challenge you. You know, we should get Jay Glazer on the show. Uh, I think he's on his honeymoon or he's maybe visiting camps or whatever. I follow him on Instagram. We're kind of friendly, but I haven't texted him in a minute. Uh, 
Hey, Glazer, if you pulled 30, let's just say 20 NFL GMs, who would they rather have, Daniel Jones or Brock Purdy? I guarantee you overwhelmingly the answer is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, the last pick in the draft. I mean, Alex and I were just talking like, oh, you know, is Dak, you know, a top five quarterback in the NFC? We didn't even mention Daniel Jones. Like, he's, he's not sniffing that territory. And I know a lot of Giants fans, you know, listen, Giants fans, they got their own problems. They've been coming after me on social media for months. Jason, you don't, you're not respecting Daniel Jones and the awesome season they had. Like, guys, it was the luckiest season outside of the Minnesota Vikings. And then they beat the Vikings in the playoffs. Okay? Saquon Barkley is the best player on that offense. That's undeniable. And now the Giants are like, whoa. We're going to go out and get us some Darren Waller. He's going to help Daniel Jones out. Okay, good luck with that. Maybe Waller's healthy. We met Waller at the Super Bowl. He came on the show. Gigantic, kind of scary looking guy. He's big, um, like hulking, like, you know, he's just an intimidating presence. Maybe he helps. But this idea that Daniel Jones is ascending and could be a top five quarterback in the NFL, it's just preposterous. It's just a guy in Tiki Barber who I don't know personally, I think, I might have had his brother on my podcast back in the day, Rondé Barber. Um, some might say the better barber. Uh, I didn't go there. I'm just saying some people might say that. Um, but Daniel Jones, top five quarter. Like, just stop. Now, you know, I got to give you an applause because you did get on this show, right, Alex? Like, you go out and say preposterous garbage, and then we make fun of it. But it's a win for you because we're talking about him. Am I being too harsh on Tiki Barber? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty, like... Homer thing to say, right? He's a he's a New York guy. He's a Giants guy. Exactly. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna pump up your team regardless of who's on it right now. Just yeah. like how you shamelessly talk up the Jets. Yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. This yeah. is pretty equal here. Well, uh, I don't I don't know that. I, I, I mean, I never said Zach. I never said Zach Wilson uh, could be the Mormon Mahomes or anything. Uh, it's not like I went there. Okay, I did go there, but that was hopeful before <laughs> he threw a pass. See, and then as soon as he was, Same you know, thing. vomiting all over himself you and, and hitting guys. on his mom's it's, friends, I was like, Zach Wilson, I'm out. It's over, done. All right, hour number two coming up. Assuming I don't get in trouble for some of those comments. Um, <laughs> McVeigh is stunned that. People don't believe in the Rams next season. Jeez, if you think I went after the Giants, stick around for hour number two. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 